we went, went over about, this. Like, They're no, not okay, real. The Simpsons aren't real people. Okay. Got, so okay. anyway, oh, welcome yeah, yeah. to the Dylan and Brendan have a Simpsons podcast. Hello, the hey, hey. podcast of myself, Brendan, and do here in our ever long search for happiness. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And our, our quest away from sadness. I suppose so. <laughs> do you want to introduce us? I shall indeed. Okay. Well, no, no, no. So, Dylan is a hyper, mega, huge, encyclopedic Simpsons fan. Very uh, hyper. Uh, yes, yeah. I am uh, more of a layman's Simpsons ma- Simpsons fan. Mm. Uh, together, we are tackling the later seasons of The Simpsons, starting with the 31st season. Yes, indeed. And today, we'll be reviewing Fringcoin. And unless Brendan objects, I suppose we'll get right into it. Yeah, let's go. Yeah? Yeah, you sure you don't have anything to say? Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to get you to stole me as I get my notes out. <laughs> Happy birthday uh, no. to so it's it's uh, in a few moments it will be Dylan's birthday. In a few minutes, in, yeah. Uh, well, in like 15 minutes, but like I probably will have turned 23 before we're done this podcast. And then when you sing that song by um, Blink 182. You know, you oh, can really you can properly listen to yeah, that experience song. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't so, rate. We we open with a, a couch gag. Yes, yeah, a cat's couch gag. Yeah, yeah, cats, which is like pretty good. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice to see. It was very experimental. Yeah, yeah. Was mm. this was this like released at, uh, probably around the same time? I'd say. Time, yeah, like, yeah, probably like, a little like bit a after. Year or so. It would have been December 2019. Yeah, yeah. This was probably like early 2020, so shortly after. Hmm. Yeah. So we go that the hands get released, and then we're bang right into. The, the only vegan restaurant in town. Yes, yes, the Lentil Institute. The Lentil Institute. Yes, yeah. where the family have taken uh, Lisa because his marriage says she deserves to have food that only she likes. Yes, but they're really both trying to impress. There's a uh, Bart snags it right away. Right away, they're both yes. uh, trying to impress Lisa so that she'll pick her, like pick them for. Her project exactly yeah, he's, he's a bit unsure at first he thinks that maybe lisa's dying and says that he'll have her dessert <laughs> um so that her corpse will look good to which uh, lisa goes you probably shouldn't you're trying to look like that and then bar has like a, yeah. like a little scream for that little scream his face turns into <laughs> homer for yeah. a second <laughs> it was so daring hilarious <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoyed that little bit really i like funny. i like uh that so homer gets brought over a plate of just like a bunch of like vegetables and stuff and they've got little puns for everyone like mm. Wagyu beets, yes. Instead of Wagyu beef, very funny. Do you have any other ones? I don't have any written down myself. That was my favorite one. I that thought, of, I thought one, about okay. writing them all down, and I was like, no, just just one. Just <laughs> one. Why not? Yeah. Too I'll much let the, yeah. I want like, I like the Simpsons writers. You know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sound their own. <laughs> so yeah, as you said, we find out she's working on a school project. So uh, Marge and Homer are both trying to get in her good side, so that she'll write about one of them. And I loved Homer's little pitch where he goes, uh, "Hey, uh, longtime fan, astronaut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometime taxpayer yeah. <laughs> these are like the that three qualities yeah he thought he could you know <laughs> throw it to impress her I don't think he said astronaut because I was like of course you would say that it's, it's <laughs> not something that's mentioned enough considering the fact that Homer has been to, to freaking space, space. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this recently or sorry just, just because of like the whole thing is that uh, you know they're trying to compete to be interesting and I was thinking like if you lived in Springfield, though, if you thought about it, like, there's all these characters that you think are boring, but they've lived in such a bizarre place for so they've long. They've had amazing lives, they've just, every yeah, single yeah, one of them. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Even just being in proximity to all of the bullshit yeah. of this ridiculous town for 30 years. There is not one person you wouldn't get an incredibly interesting story out of. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's, it's like they've all just had normal lives until this one year. Yeah, this exactly. This one year in their lives. It's crazy that, yeah. stuff has happened since Bart's turned 10 yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, I like the one little joke too that Homer makes when he gets brought over his thing and he says like I can eat anything as long as I pretend it once oh, yeah. and put some googly eyes on his vegetables yeah there's a little vegan meal in the face it needs to have ha- had life before or at least look like yeah. it has basically <laughs> for Homer to want to eat it so then Lisa decides after a lot of soul searching that she's going to uh, write a report on Professor Frank yeah yeah. yeah, which I think makes a lot of sense. Checks out completely to her character, like, yeah. Like, you know, Frink is probably the most interesting guy in Springfield because this motherfucker can, like, travel through time and mm-hmm. cure cancer, but he's just hanging out with these bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, what are you doing, man? What are you doing in what? Springfield? Like, you have so much to give to the world. Like, this man, it's, it's clear he can clone people and just... Yeah, I don't understand. So many amazing things. What's he things. doing in, in this place? <laughs> so she visits Frink's office at Springfield University. Mm. I love the sign outside. Just no outside thought allowed. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get a little like, insight into Frink's 
past here, which is very interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think so, it makes a lot of sense. To, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we find out he used to be a. Sorry, we find out that he was that he is a test tube baby. Yeah, uh, the second one ever, but he was met with much less acclaim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has mm-hmm. like he has on hand both news articles for the first test tube baby yes. and for his being the second test tube. The second one, just in his desk not at as all popular. Time. Yeah, <laughs> and we also learned that his uh, he was quite neglected by his parents as a child. Um, they had a lot of chemistry, but no love. They were yeah. just good chemists. I like that that one uh, line that he says that it's like. Yeah, the only way I could get noticed was through science and changing the pitch of my voice so they couldn't help but notice me. But I never had my breakthrough. That's so sad. That's like, such oh a my sad, God. That makes fascinating so much origin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course that a baby would respond, to, you know, at a certain point, just be conditioned. Yeah, exactly. Like and that's that. still like the way he does that's it. It's yeah. a dark origin. It reminds me of the, the Hurricane Nettie episode where you find out that the reason why Ned speaks like diddly doodly and all that is because he's been told not to curse. Oh yeah. So much by his psychiatrist that like those words are like placeholder words when he wants to like let loose basically. Yeah, yeah. Diddly damn diddly doodly. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video that's like death metal over that that freak out of Flanders from that episode? No, I hadn't actually. I'll show you a, that sounds cool. Yeah. Meme, yeah. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> but um yeah, so we find out that Frank's been trying to create an invention that would make him rich all of his life, and he believes that creating his own cryptocurrency may be, may be the thing yeah. that, that makes him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jen, then uh, Big Bang Theory star Jim, Jim Parsons explains what I cryptocurrency is. I enjoyed this. I actually really liked <laughs> yeah, it too. I didn't, I, I, didn't think, I didn't think you would. Likewise, for a second I was kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. is this just going to be... But it kind of made sense that Jim Parsons was here pretending to... <laughs> it did, and it <laughs> was also the context, like... It was funny enough. Yeah, and it was again like one of those ones that it was like... You know, kind of a cheap slavery cameo, but it was it was so self-referential about that yes. that it gets away with it, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. opinion. Do you know what I mean? Very true, very true. <laughs> I, liked, I liked him, like, uh, coming off the motor, or, like, a stuntman clearly does, like, the motorcycle <laughs> yeah. jump, and then he just takes it back over, and he's like, could a nerd do that? <laughs> yeah, and then him shooting hoop at the end of it. Yeah. I got it! I got it! <laughs> it's just so amazing. Yeah, it was funny, but it was also kind of necessary, because... Personally, I find cryptocurrency very confusing. Yeah. And I think the yeah. audience also needed... I, I would say that the large majority of the audience watching this episode would need that explanation just to understand the rest of the plot. Definitely. I think... And I think it didn't, like, delve too deeply into explaining cryptocurrency because if you try mm. to do that, it just you just get bogged down in so much... Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It had this one freeze frame in the video, too, that I thought was just hilarious. Mm. You know, you know, the... the, the um, like I will get it up because I was going to write it down, but I just thought uh, cryptocurrency. Oh yeah, it explains that, it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was like this really flashy thing with uh, Kevin Michael Richardson also like singing again. Yes. <laughs> For cryptocurrency to work, we need a record of every transaction that occurs. These are recorded in what's called a distributed ledger. I'm a consensus of shared and synchronized digital data spread across multiple platforms from Shanghai to Grenada. Each day I'm closer to being cash of the future, not in your wallet, I'm in your computer, oh yeah. This flaps, flashes up with this wall of text. Mm. It's like, cryptocurrency is a system that does not rely on a non-cryptocurrency central authority, but instead relies on a non-centralized distributed consensus. And con- it, it just keeps on tripping over itself yes. eventually. It's just like, you know, saying <laughs> about how like... I only, read, I only read the beginning of it, and I was like, that's a great way to simply tell someone what cryptocurrency is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Brett knows a bit of, a bit of Bitcoin. I, I, I don't want to brag or anything, but I have <laughs> watched that whole John Oliver video. Like, about. just there, did you? <clears throat> no, no, man, I saw <laughs> Quite literally watched just there, it. I saw uh, you watching. Uh, what, no, man, I saw it loads <laughs> of times. And, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to brag either, but I also have a fraction of a Bitcoin. On yes, Re- on Revolut, like zero point zero 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 zero. Yeah, something like that. One percent like two. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so um, yeah, the, f- he brings out his um his cryptocurrency and it becomes a huge success. Yeah, of and course, he's... standard kind of Simpsons dynamic. The next scene, it is the most popular. Yes, <laughs> cryptocurrency in the entire world. Mm-hmm. He's announced that <laughs> Springfield's uh, newest billionaire, as well as the richest man in town, much to Mr. Burns' dismay. Mm. Mm. Um, so then we kind of kick into. The side story, this is, this is very rare for Simpsons, so I quite like this, that the side story was very related to the main story. That's very uncommon. I thought that was Gotta pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mr. Burns is outraged by Spinders calling him Monty. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish they'd like pursued that one a little bit more. Actually, yeah, it would, I think we'll, this was we'll really get to funny, it. It's, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of cut short a little bit, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it tells him that just because he chews his food for him does not ma- make them on a first name basis. And I think it's one of my favorite ones of the whole episode where he makes him eat fish for him. He's just completely yeah <laughs> allergic to it, and his whole body's just swelling up. Yeah, it's like now chew my dinner for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a, a lobster termidor. And he's like, I'm allergic to the fish, sir. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> he looks like he's going to die. I like the little like visual gags in this in this like little scene as well when like uh, they talk about blockchain mm. and like uh, Mr. Burns is just like, oh, I know what that is. Because <laughs> you're just a man living in his <laughs> wall. Yeah, like, no, no, it's not that, sir. Blocks chained to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I start a little insight that we're never going to. Mm. <laughs> you're never going to delve on ever again. <laughs> I did a little bit of like personal like research into into John Fink's uh, character too. Mm. interestingly like i think you probably already know this but like the fact that he was based on uh like jerry lewis's nutty professor i I meant jerry lewis yeah 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 (laughs) um i watched a little bit of it and it's so funny because it's like it's it's actually like his uh jerry lewis's performance is actually just watching like a like a diet frink really (laughs) that's so interesting okay it's become apparently apparently like they uh they wrote it as like a very like you know an evil scientist kind of gag mm. but because he was doing it so much like this they eventually wrote him more kind of like zany and like just an homage or parody of that character okay you were watching the new professor today i watched some of it yeah, yeah i kind of skipped through All so right. i saw uh, uh jerry lewis playing like uh professor kelp and then being really charming and stuff mm. is it anything like the eddie murphy one which is the only one um, i've seen <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very very different i yeah, have to I'd say imagine. like it's in it just has the similar like kind of the same plot dynamic that like um but the whole thing is it's like i guess it kind of you could almost they're both scientifically you know whatever mm. but the thing with the, the eddie murphy one is that i feel like it's more plausible to have a pill or something to make you like you know lose weight very quickly yeah but in this one he just like takes like this this like magical for- like formula scientific for- formula mm-hmm. and it just makes him like really handsome oh and charming. Amazing, man. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. which is makes... actually an episode of the simpsons as well yeah just i was gonna ask that, that yeah, actually yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, surely they would have gone like full like because it's such a big homage they have of course yeah there is an episode where professor frank makes a potion that makes them all handsome and uh <laughs> he, josh groban voices him as the oh, handsome so version of Frank, yeah, <laughs> it's a fun one actually. It's called "Love Is in the Air," but "air" is like the the chemical oh, thing okay, for it yeah, instead of the actual the word. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun one. It's in season twenty-seven, I think, for for you people hmm, wondering. I want to check it's out. a fun one, yeah. Um, so going on from there, where the hell am Sorry, I? In my yeah, notes. Big, uh, tangent. Oh yeah, so yeah, Lisa checks in on Frank, um, who who um. Who's quite unhappy, despite the fact that he's now very, very rich. Well, the first ten million went to pay off student loans. It's just strange, strange. I have the fame and fortune I've always desired, and yet I'm... Well, I'm as empty as a doer vacuum flask. And, um... Oh, yeah, there's this woman as well. It, it, this, he yeah. shares an office with Professor Hessler. Just so mean to him all the time. Yes. <laughs> Mentions that uh, he definitely didn't invest in the odorant anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Makes fun of his, like, nose rattle just constantly. Yeah, his his, uh, nasal whistle. (laughs) I love it when they leave and you hear the whistle again and he's like, how do I still hear it? He's in Chicago. Chicago. (laughs) There's also, there's a little, uh, like, picture on John Frank's, like, shelves of him and another guy. You didn't notice that, did you? No, I didn't know. I'm just curious, like if it was like the same character that you said Jerry Lewis played in a in a former in an episode. He plays Jerry Lewis played um, Professor Frank's dad. Yes, yeah, in yeah. a in a show as a horror. Yeah, so I was wondering because I suppose you could keep it out of canon, or that could be his. I think that is his dad. It's just the episode where we actually see him is in canon. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I get yeah. you. I get you. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, even the dad that you see in, in the flashback, that's the exact same character design and everything. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Lisa goes on to help Frank uh, buy everything that he's ever wanted, but he's still not happy. Hmm. Uh, I really, I really felt for him in, in in this episode. Actually, it added some really extra extra depth and it was, uh, it was emotion a really to him. Interesting explanation of him. Yeah. Mm. To again, um, a character who has been using the show quite quite a bit, but it n- never been explored in, in this level. I think. I suppose because um, similar to like you know the kind of the sea captain. It's it's it seems like an archetype or like kind of like just an, an immediate guy. Mm. You, know, you could always just make a joke, kind of, uh, but the wacky kind of mad scientist character. Yeah. 
definitely an immediate mm-hmm. an immediate gag and I think also the fact that he hasn't been explored to this level in the show mm. up until now I feel is because the biggest reason for him to be there is kind of as a, a writing device totally you know because yeah, yeah. he can do anything to, to be a bit of a, a doohickey or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly so it's good to actually just explore his character his person so at, at dinner Lisa informs the family that Frank has no friends and suggests that Homer should take him to Moe's yeah. Homer's a bit reluctant at first but then finds out that Marge's sisters are coming over so <laughs> he is straight to Moe's and invites Frank as well immediate little joke about Disney which is great love it <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> uh, Patty and Selma go I've never seen a fat man move so fast got a cigarette not since we moved to Disney yeah. and they put like Mickey okay. Mouse <laughs> Disneyland hats <laughs> and walk on that was funny so uh, we find out that Whaling has a new sp- a new parking spot where he gets to take in a brisk 10,000 steps to work and uh, Burns can't handle these light breezes <laughs> yeah. I like floating that. I like in the air <laughs> that both cutaways yeah we had like a little continuation of the cutaway yeah exactly <laughs> we see like because uh, Whaling's like a par- new parking spot it it literally looks like it's like a mountain away from the uh power crazy plant. yeah this is yeah. punishment for calling him by his first name <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we find out that Whalen has hired students to develop uh, Burn- Burns coin which mm. is trying is going to try and outbeat uh, Frank coin basically so um yeah, yeah one of the students also informs that he found some problems with the plant uh, such as their uh, pipes are growing exponentially <laughs> yeah, They're, these like nerd characters are always used as well. I love these guys. Yeah, yeah, not extremely. Like they're not really um, regular ensemble characters. Oh, okay, but yeah. Whenever they come in, they only ever come in when there's a good reason for them to yeah. come in. If that makes sense. Yeah, I always think of the Homer Goes to College episode because that's their big episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny actually. I I, I don't know if I've seen that. I think I've seen clips of that episode, but I don't, I don't think I've seen that whole episode mm. yet. That's um, one of the Watchmen classic. Yeah, but mm. but back in the day, I read uh, these characters were in like the Simpsons comics. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to read Simpsons comics, but like I can't quite remember them to be honest. Uh, yeah, it's so fair. Mm. Quite, but um, I remember I got to got to really enjoy them. But like, it's funny because I read them before I ever heard what like, what voice actors were doing. What voice oh, really? Yeah. One. Mm. So it was like jarring later than like reading these these characters <laughs> or hearing, hearing them. Hearing them actually. Sorry. Yeah, I get you totally. So um. Yeah, Smears calls him Monty again, which causes uh, steam to come out of the three little dots on Mr. Burns' yeah. forehead. And um, Smithers informs him that he's a sick man and will get help. So we then cut to, this is the thing I was going to talk about, I was disappointed they didn't go any further into yeah. it, because I felt like this was what they were going to stick with for the side story. Also, can I... Then it kind of stops after this. Quick question just before yeah. that. Just, just, you know, with the nerds. Hmm. Um, is that girl who was with them a real character? She's I've like never related seen her to before. the no no because no. no. after never. this scene as well she just disappears I, I feel like honestly I didn't even I, I forgot that there was a girl there until you said it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. no it's always been those three like, yeah yeah make it look like a bigger group yeah yeah yeah, yeah so true yeah at the very first scene with these students there's a female and then every other scene after that it's just it's three just of them, them again yeah. that's and really it's, weird it's always just been that dynamic as well those three yeah days. totally yeah it's very strange <laughs> but sorry onto the the, the yes yeah, so he attends a, a support group for assistance to celebrities. Mm-hmm. And, and they're the la- just traumatized oh absolutely <laughs> traumatized yeah and the leading, le- the leading lady of the group uh, thinks that Spinners might be angry and uh, encouraging him to let out let out his rage a little bit but she goes on a big tangent saying that things I've done for that hollow bone horror show that interview he did for Vanity Fair I wrote all his answers like he would ever spend a weekend in Santa Barbara I'm the one who loves sideways me I love this little dynamic it kind of reminded me of uh you know that Bojack Horseman plotline where all of the PAs decide they don't want to be treated like oh. garbage anymore. Yes, yes. And they all just start like revolting. Mm, really similar, yeah. I love that this, this girl's line. Um, I, I learned in dealing with Bruce Willis. Oh, oh, sorry, uh, whenever I say his name, I expect to get a chair thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And they're all just like, Roseanne, Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, and Trump, of course. <laughs> a few Trumps in there. This is the one bit, though, that it's like she gives him... I was trying to... On the second watch through of this, I was trying to look for like when this plotline the Monty plotline peters out or if you mm. give it actually any kind of a resolvement. Yeah. And it's actually this, she goes, oh, uh, here's a prescription of sycophantanol, which mm. is like, you know, a sycophant is like someone who kisses up to somebody. Yes. So that was like, th- this This storyline like continues, okay? But like, we don't get any more, I don't know, it was it was so interesting. We don't go back was, into Spinders' yeah, problems. Yeah, it's like this, this, um, tablet or whatever it is just worked for him this medication yeah, yeah. Mm. i wonder if that was something like added later when when it wasn't like i don't know when this did, was this like plot line meant to be more at any point yeah i feel it i i, I do like the other scenes that 
oh, me too. progress in the yeah. spinners and burn stuff. But I know what you mean. Yeah, they don't like give this side of spinners any more depth pa- past this point. Yeah, it's almost as if like the bits uh, of the B plot line were, you know, they were related, like you said, um, mm. to the to to the A plot line. And they kind of had the bits to to keep the plot like moving later on. Yeah, yeah. But they almost sacrificed the the bit about Smithies, which was like its own kind of thing within. Within you know. that, totally. Yeah, they did definitely sacrifice that a bit, chopped it in half. I I would believe. I wouldn't be surprised to hear there was more scenes that were cut out or something. Because hmm. I hmm. felt like there had there was more to explore there, definitely, and maybe it will in the future. So uh, Frank goes on to bond with yes. the uh, the clientele of Moe's. Yeah, we get a little montage. Also, oh, wait, what yeah. are those two other guys who are... The other Rondos and Moes? Do you know their names? Uh, are you guys that are always there? Yeah, they got the cap and the bald guy. Yeah, I definitely did know their names. I'm kind of... I'm blanking now. I think one of them's name is Curly. Curly, yeah. And, ah... Uh, I feel like that's always uh, one damn. of those questions on, like, Simpsons quizzes and stuff. Yeah, one of them the is definitely the Curly. Like, one's Curly. Mm. I like to think it's the bald guy. It's something like that. Like it's, it's an uninspired name, yeah. <laughs> because they're such nothing characters. But um, yeah, we get a little montage then of uh, hanging with the Franks. If you're poor and find yourself outside the door, just ask me to buy your drink. I'm hanging with the Frank. Click my link, you'll swim, not sink. Here is my pitch. Come on, be rich. Hey, what's to think? Hanging with the Frank. Oh, yeah. I like that no part of this is sung well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just all in Professor Frank's like yeah. <laughs> broken tones. Exactly. <laughs> they have a, a picnic on a hot air balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not or, in the way that you're thinking. They're like on like a the most complicated, yeah. yeah, hanging from Four multiple different yeah. hot air balloons. Yeah, and uh, just like holding them out. Yeah, and they also attend a, a, a demolition derby, or actually, sorry, take part in a demolition yeah. derby. They get in a big, huge hot tub full of champagne. Mm. Or sipping and bottles they're having a great time indulging in alcohol and uh, abusing Frank's wealth yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the students find an equation which if they manage to solve it could um, make Frank's currency cryptocurrency completely obsolete yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it would take them about 90,000 years to solve that's the it's, <laughs> it's funny I was trying to think like what uh, what could this equation be like uh, is this because like I don't know how you could just what it means by saying that you're going to write an equation that makes every other... I think that's a virus, man. Mm. <laughs> it's like... I think it's a MacGuffin. But anyway. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, I'm just trying to think, like, actually, theoretically... Like, I don't what, think what it's... What could yeah. you do? It's possible. It would be like being like, uh, oh, if you write this equation, all of the stocks in the stock market will go to zero. Mm. That's just hacking something. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you know so um, from finding out this news, Burns kicks them out, uh, mm. but they are chained to the whiteboard, which is a bit of a problem for them getting yeah, out yeah. of there. <laughs> He's back to his old tricks, of course. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so then he goes on to pay Frank a visit at um, on Frank's new boat yeah. uh, with some champagne from space. Just kind of shows up just to completely, you know, piss on John Frank's cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he informs that all these people are, are not actually his friends. And yeah, I freaking... Yeah. Also one of my favorite lines of the whole episode is Professor Frank's line. But, but they're my best friends. Uh, Fatso, uh, Drunky, and the evil bartender. So good. <laughs> the evil bartender there. <laughs> and he sees Mo as an evil bartender. <laughs> he's annoyed that they're saying, like, that they're not actually his friends. And then he's calling him the evil bartender. <laughs> And Fatso and Drunky. Like. <laughs> but he says it's like he almost just thinks that's their name. Like like, like, like he's very commonly known as yeah, the yeah, evil yeah, bartender. Yeah, yeah. He's not trying to insult him <laughs> He doesn't bother to learn any of their names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, Mr. Burns was on to let him know that the curse of wealth is never knowing if someone truly likes you. Yeah, yeah. And Smithers is in the, the front pilot seat uh, completely completely resolved his his issues he's yeah like, yeah he's not annoyed we, at all. we don't get back into it yeah. no yeah that, that's medication is obviously working <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, frank, frank goes on to inform lisa that he's still not happy and then uh, not not even a robot hug is doing it for him anymore mm. he has his little robot he has these what are the other buttons again so it says uh hug yeah. tetris or soda <laughs> out of curiosity which one would you pick uh, I mean, like a different every, every moment. Right now, I'd right probably, now. I'd probably pick a soda. I'd probably get a soda honest, too. Man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> soda would be pretty nice. I like. I it. would probably pick sort of the most often, then hug, then Tetris. Yeah. If I had that robot. I feel like I'd, I'd play a lot more Tetris. 
because it's in it's a robot. right you know, in front so, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the novelty, true. you know, mm, your little robot butler. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she goes on to let Frank know that like uh, she knows Maybe. a lot about the human heart and yeah. Frank is kind of doubtful of that. I love Lisa's kind of little spiel here about um, she knows quite a lot for her nature. For an eight-year-old, her parents have split up a thousand times. Her brother is a scab to human society, and whenever she makes a friend yeah, or, or gets, gets a, a pony, pony. <laughs> yeah, that they get the hell out of town. Which is which is great because it's it's explaining the psychology of being in you know sort of in this kind of universe yeah, because we do yeah, have so many episodes yeah, where Homer and split up and there's been so many episodes releases had a new friend <laughs> who's the guest star who that has to be gone by the end of the episode. Yeah, the episode anyway, yeah, it's a major yeah. celebrity <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I also had a jazz friend who died. Yeah, Bingo's Murphy. Yeah, so sad. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great point. Like the girl has been through a lot. I love how they really like uh, staple that all these episodes are completely canon. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. Not, not writing them off in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. So then Burns goes on to put uh, the the equation up in town, um, hoping that somebody will just come up the and solve this. Will solve it somehow. Yeah. yeah. And he informs that that doesn't work. That he'll get one of his Yale friends. Don't worry, Smithers. If this doesn't work, I'll get some of my old Yale buddies in. Well, they're dead, and their children are dead, sir. Oh my. But Wiggum is relieved by the, the attention that this whiteboard is getting yes. because it's distracting from the billboards that have been going up about him. Yeah, great little homage to, uh, uh, is it six billboards outside? Uh, I think Missouri, yeah. I think Missouri. Uh, three billboards. Three billboards. <laughs> yeah, but also it's a great reference to the fact that, like, I mean, he's a freaking terrible police officer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's completely yeah, it's believable so that yeah. stuff like this would go up but about him. Yeah, I, I love that, like, uh, it just kept it going and it's like, you know... Uh, 20 years, no convictions, no why Wiggum, why? And then just the last the very one end. Is, give Eddie more to do. And yeah. Eddie is just there. The one making the billboards. Which also <laughs> makes sense, because, like, we never get to see Eddie. Lou gets all the best lines. The best lines, you know so I mean? Eddie, Eddie never has anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> Poor boy, I understand. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Frank tests to see if um, these guys really are his friends. yeah. yeah. So he goes into Lenny and Carol and Moe's and informs them that their skybox tickets have been changed to yeah. regular seats. To which Lenny goes, uh, you know what, I, I, I actually um, need to get a cyst removed. And Carol needs to be there to say, do not resuscitate. <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing, it's like, uh, he, he wanted him to, he was like, no, do resuscitate, do resuscitate. Okay, I'll take notes. And then Carol's like, oh, I'll write it down. And then right down, do, do not, not resuscitate. <laughs> Meaning if Lenny is in any trouble, Carol will make sure to let them know that he doesn't want to be out. It's the worst living will ever. Yeah. <laughs> what a friend. Just before we continue, do you mind if we get a quick word from our sponsor? Quick word from our sponsor, of course. Okay. So this week I want to say a big thank you to uh, our extra special sponsor, Dylan's birthday. <laughs> That's right. The oh, yeah. elusive February 16th reached out to us this week to extend a very uh, happy one of itself to Dylan Harris. Oh, thank you very much. The date, February 16th. How was your first birthday in lockdown going, Dylan? Well, my it's technically not my birthday yet, so I, it's not That's a true. question. How much time do we have? <laughs> I don't know what time 15 it is. 15 minutes. 15 minutes, wow. Before. But it's, it's good that uh, your birthday decided to send, you know. Mm. Do, you, do you know what they, <laughs> they sent us? I have no idea. They sent us. The date of my birthday. Oh, he's giving me a present on the podcast. This is so cheesy. <laughs> what do we got here? Well, that was actually donated from your birthday. Oh, no. <laughs> Stuff, thank you very much. Oh, thanks, buddy. What the hell is this? Passion drink with natural passion. It's like Ooh. a passion fruit liqueur. It's a liqueur. And there are also oh. from your birthday. And M&M's. Ah, presents are just coming out. Oh, drag. This is very entertaining for podcast people. There <laughs> he just blew confetti. Okay, I thought it would make a bigger sound. There is there is four uh, Dylan Harris birthday poppers in the room somewhere. Hidden. That might oh, detonate dear. at some point during this podcast. He just sprayed confetti everywhere, guys, just to let you know. And Dylan's birthday also <laughs> sent us so much drugs. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dylan's birthday. Thank you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Much appreciated. Happy birthday, <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Anyhow, this is weird. <laughs> Getting back into the episode. Um, where the hell was I? So they get in the bar, and Frank concludes. He might not have any friends. Yeah, so yeah, and, and he has a meal with um, Gil and Kirk as well. Yes, yeah, Where yeah. He, uh, he, he, he recommends that maybe somebody else pays the bill time around, to which time. they take off straight away. And like a flash, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, and they stick out through the 
to the what you call it, the freaking the, the kitchen, the kitchen. Yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah, the yeah. word kitchen there. And Gil's all like, "Ah, uh, oh, no one gets the better of all Gil," and then immediately falls <laughs> into like a like a stir fry, a giant <laughs> burning pot. <laughs> <laughs> This is too good, Just, too good. As per for Gil, really. Yeah. So uh, Frank goes on to announce to Lisa that his only friends now are AI, to which his robot butler goes on to say, My first independent thought is, I dislike you. So we cut back to our side story, Smith. This is woke, uh, Woken Up Mr. Burns. Yes, because the the uh, equation has been solved. The equation has been solved, yeah, so exactly. The hack has been uh, put through. Mm, I also love this little dialogue here where he goes... Um, Burns goes, I, I I had a whole dream about what, sir? All the horrible things I've done. Yeah, we like that line. <laughs> and so he just goes, I knew you shouldn't have had that second blueberry at dinner. <laughs> I love that his nightmare... Uh, and that this line was delivered so straight. I know, yeah. He sounds so sincere. All the terrible things he's done. Yeah, make him feel so bad that he has bad dreams about it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Evil man. Yeah, it does, deep down. So yeah, we learned that the equation was solved, uh, which now makes... Um, Frank's currency completely obsolete, and mm. Burns is now the richest man in town again. So he's very happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get uh, right back. yeah, we go back to Lisa doing her her school report. So uh, she reveals that she knows it was Frank, as he was able to give up everything since it really meant nothing. Mm. And um, yeah, we just had this really lovely moment between Frank and Lisa here. I thought I thought, I thought it was extremely sweet. I really liked it. I, I kind of uh, the fact that and it makes sense that so Frank tells Lisa in this bit that. Uh, She's his best friend. I yeah, think it makes sense that they, they you know, that incredibly. Sweet, but they, 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 this is this isn't like a force, and they only came in this episode too. They actually have always gotten along quite well yeah. in previous episodes yes, too. Yeah, yeah. Like like the, the them being super intelligent, being like the only really intelligent people in Springfield, as something that is a dynamic they brought into the show a lot before. So it didn't feel strained or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it felt warranted. Um, it's an interesting dynamic the two of them. Mm. I, I like I like how they go off each other. It was very sweet, yeah. I think that by this by this moment, we really get a sense of um, they both are kind of broken in a way. Yeah, you know, and they both feel very lonely. So I think consoling each other. What's really interesting uh, about their dynamic, K two, is like usually when you're writing characters opposite one another, mm. you sort of escalate the energy so that it's it's like a you know sort of sort of back and forth like Homer and Bart are very you know volatile. Yeah, but they both uh, typically you know they they might have their moments of freaking out, but Lisa mm. and Professor Frink are two characters. That will always sort of go back a bit, or once they sort of they come up with like a kind of like a calm personality. So it's it's interesting mm, that the way they write me. it is that they're both sort of going lower and lower, kind of. Yeah, That's yeah, totally. Mm. You know, she reveals uh, uh her, like her trouble like losing friends and, and ponies. And yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. And Even hollows. You know? Yeah, and this moment was very sweet as well <laughs> when she goes, um, "I will warn you, like um, everything I love usually leaves me." Yeah. And then he goes, I'll always be here. <laughs> Takes give, out a USB gives, drive. Gives him a flash, yeah, her flash drive. That's <laughs> everything Frank on it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, I think that it's like meant to be that this is actually a little downloaded, like his personality, his brain mm. on a flash drive. He's a genius. Drive. Like he's found a way to make that, make that work. It's pretty yeah. Good. And I also really love that because again, it, it, it didn't feel, it didn't feel cheat or anything in this finale because it's, been so clear that he's such a genius i love that he was the one to solve the equation yeah, that yeah. makes him not rich anymore totally you know yeah it, i thought i thought that came together really really well i really liked it it, it kind of like i was sort of thinking about it and, and uh the thing that it, it was like at a certain point none of the money brought him any happiness mm. and, and he just needed to continuously being like challenged by things yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> he has no challenge anymore because he has all the money he could ever want yeah mm. yeah i really like that so we didn't get our kind of our, our finale, our, our two tags. Frank mm. returns to his office. Uh, Mrs. Hessler is there. Uh, so she informs that finally with him being away, she got her dissertation done. And uh, Frank then goes, losing $10 billion makes nothing, means nothing as long as I could uh, see you again. This kind of sounds more like Daffy Duck than it does for <laughs> Frank. But anyway. Floyd. Um, so, and, and then they just he get shuts the door yeah it's like funky yeah. you want to do this <laughs> never saw that coming did you know i like i felt like the uh the sexual you know the the, the frustration was was building definitely oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was absolutely hilarious and then we get two tags but it didn't feel like sometimes you get two tags and kind of be a bit like oh you're ending the episode yeah, too much yeah. but i felt they earned it in this one because the two tags were frank and burns who were kind of the the main stars of the episode, and I also loved Burns' this one. It's just <laughs> dreaming, singing, Thanks for the currency. 
Thanks for the currency, all my dollar bills piled up to the hills. Ruble, pound, or Deutschmark, you all give me such thrills. Didn't I fight alongside you in the war? Uh, we weren't on the same side, but I was there. <laughs> Boom! Ooh, much better. Thanks for the currency. We watched it rise and fall. But we both had a ball. We made this song so long. It spilled into the crawl. Oh, no, there's another one. This fucking Betty, that's what? gonna sound horrible <laughs> for the people listening. Well, it was it was given to us by our sponsor, so what are you gonna do? Like I know you think, <laughs> I know you think that doesn't sound that bad. You put it right up to the mic; it's going to sound horrific. So you're welcome, podcasters. Uh, so I'm so Podcast sorry, listeners. guys. It was it was a demand of Dylan's birthday. My no, it's fine. Loads of confetti is everywhere. Just let you guys know, and Brendan's gonna clean it because it's my birthday. So. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the greatest thing about our sponsor. They've got built it, you know, they're, they're sending the cleaners over right after. Oh, sweet. <laughs> These guys are too good to us. So, yeah, we get Mr. Prince singing uh, Thanks for the Currency, uh, which is a parody of Thanks for the Memories. And he's mm. dancing with uh, George Washington, to which George Washington asks him, uh, Did we fight in the war together? And Burns goes, uh, oh, We weren't on the same team, but I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and he. <laughs> A little detail, that horrific. <laughs> that uh, Mr. Burns fought like as part of the Confederacy. Like, checks <laughs> out. Yeah, this is making me even more horrible. He he pushes Washington away and he grabs Nixon and goes, "Ah, oh, much better." Yeah. <laughs> and dances with Nixon. Tiger goes away. Yeah, as we sing into the credits. Hmm. Yeah, a pretty fun episode around. Pretty fun. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I gave it a seven point eight overall. Seven point eight. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a fun, fun episode. Mm. Yeah, enjoyable getting some insight into Professor Frank. Yeah. Uh, like as a character, Gaffoy them. Mm. Uh, I wish they'd pursued the Monty part of the Burn, the Burns and Smithers storyline. Um, you mean the Whalen part of the? Yeah. Well, like in the fact that he said Monty. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a uh, spurious, like, yeah. Uh, as, as part of like that storyline, I found that like a little bit more interesting. Um, sure. But but their stuff was still like enjoyable. Uh, mm. I thought it was it was a fun episode, but like nothing too. The way I would describe it is, that I thought it was a better than average episode with yeah. like some average features kind of baked into it. Yeah, sure. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. um, that's what I say. I would give it a seven. A seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. very fair. Yeah, yeah, definitely not like an exceptional episode, but a very enjoyable one. Like again, one of those ones that um, it's kind of forgettable, but you turn it on and you'd enjoy it. Yeah. It, when it, it, if you just happen to see it on TV, you know. I think I think I think it's like uh, uh, almost like a, a a really good episode. Like I say, it's it's definitely a solid episode, but it's mm. it's like that. I just think like some parts of it are like a great episode. Yeah, and, and then there's also just like you know. I get you. Yeah, I I, I initially graded a little lower. I gave like a seven point. When I was like thinking like what would I rate? I gave yeah. like seven point four, and I decided to give seven point eight because it won me over with like that sweet moment with Frank and Lisa, and I just loved the yeah. I, lo- I, lo- I love the whole thing of like him not being happy with with his wealth with and, himself and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that they stuck with that narrative and stuff I gotta say uh, after talking about it more so with, with you now um, mm. I definitely I definitely think uh, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it more than I thought I did do you know what I mean yeah sure sure but <clears throat> the, the experience of watching the episode is yeah 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 speaks because, for itself uh, as well m- maybe that's it like too like kind of um there's some really interesting like aspect aspects of it, like you know his relationship with Lisa and stuff, and and uh, I just think like in some aspects of the episode, I would have preferred if it if it went a bit further. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I definitely, I, I, I definitely would. Um, I didn't think about that Spinner scene too much, to be honest with you. But like since you mentioned, I also kind of feel like oh, it's a bit like I do feel a bit cheated that they could have gone in such an interesting area with that. That it feels a bit pointless to have even brought that up if you're going to yeah resolve that so quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think it, it was almost. Like that, just like a writing. They started and then realized mm. <clears throat> we can't. I don't know. There's not enough time. Or yeah, it's a very or... big thing. If that's not even going to be the focus of that side story, you yeah. know, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. almost like a side story in a side story. Like that. It was <laughs> that bit. very I think strange. So. I, th- I think they 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 um they needed like Burns to come in later on to progress the plot of the A plot. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So they kind of had to cast that to the side, or I don't know. Maybe mm. just maybe that was just something that started off. Uh, a, a initial conception that just didn't find yeah, fruition. Yeah, really. it's very interesting that they could that they they definitely have a potential to explore again. Because yeah. Spinders and Burns are always going to be there, and 
they're always going to have a dysfunctional relationship. So yeah, yeah. that's something I definitely explore in the future for sure. Yeah, but I think that's everything I had to say about that episode, really. Yeah. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. with you. Would you like some news? I'd love some Simpsons news. Cue some music. Live from a young man's bedroom in Cork City, it's Simpsons News! Only one piece of news this week, unfortunately, but uh, a very, very cool one. Is Al Jean has announced an upcoming episode in the 32nd season entitled The Road to Cincinnati will follow Chalmers and Skinner going on a road trip together and it's going to be the first episode in the show's history to not feature one of the family members in a major role. Oh. Isn't that cool? Oh, wow. That really makes me very excited, yeah. The first episode in history. Yeah, I mean, it, it checks out. Like, there is yeah. not a single yeah, episode where the, one of the family members at least have some sort of involvement. Like, there are yeah. other episodes where... Someone else is, is like a main t- character. Take the limelight, yeah. but like, yeah, Marriage will be there on the side, or Homer will be there on the side, or someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, <clears> he said that basically this episode is going to follow Skinner and Chalmers on this road trip. So they're going to be out of Springfield, and it's going to just be following Skinner and Chalmers. That sounds so exciting. I love it, Especially yeah. those two characters. Particularly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have so much scope to give them a full 20-minute episode on a road trip. Like, <laughs> yes, that, please. That gives me Makes such, me very excited. Such, like a... Like a um, that, that that bank fault episode of Family Guy vibe, you know? Yeah, the, totally. The just experimenting Brian. with something very yeah, different. Just two, yeah, just two, two of the characters talking for the whole thing. Mm, yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's going to be the 694th episode of the show overall. It's crazy to think that they haven't done that sooner. They hadn't thought to do that sooner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Experiment with that. I get that the show is called The Simpsons, but you, you can do that. Like, we love these characters. We, don't, yes, we yeah. have no issue with and an episode. Because, it, you know, it's a show that's like... Uh, uh, renowned like with other writers and stuff for having done every possible joke you know what yeah. I mean it's funny that this is an entire section that they haven't actually touched upon in their narrative no no you know, certainly not the other, yeah the other characters outside of the Simpsons mm. so yeah that'll be a really cool <clears> episode <throat> yeah I'm very excited to see that one but yeah that's all the Simpsons news I have mm. have they got anything any fake Simpsons news I do indeed have some fake Simpsons Simpsons co-creator James L. Brooks was sighted flying past the moon late last night. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. During the last <laughs> few hours of the evening, mm. when asked for comment, Mr. Brooks stated he wasn't demanding information about our Valentine's Days, and therefore we should not be concerned with his. I dare say I agree with him. Jeez. That's very romantic and poignant and just everything. Yeah. I hope you had a nice a nice Valentine's Day, James L. Brooks, whatever the, yeah. the hell you're up to. <laughs> and a, a second piece of fake Simpsons news. Oh, yeah. The location oh, of the final You're creating two. so much lovely the audio in this episode. <laughs> oh, dear. There's more confetti for you guys. Three, two, one. <laughs> Happy uh, birthday. How do I do this? Oh, I'm scared. I think you... Ah, did I do it? No. <laughs> it did, but it just didn't explode. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yay! Happy birthday! <laughs> oh, it's such a mess. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it is, oh, look at that! But it is oh one this more minute. Me and it'll be your birthday. Oh wow! It's my birthday in one minute. In one minute. So this is your last minute of being twenty-two, Dylan. Jeez, you're documenting it all on the podcast. It's all on the podcast. Yeah. And I love that people now know how late we record this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Time has oh, no dear. more meaning. Oh, for the us confetti is making world. me stressed. <laughs> Your first, your first minute of being 23. Yeah, I just stress my confetti. I'll get there. I loved being 22. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 23. That's so weird that I'm like, I'm seconds away from not being 22. That's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> just bracing and hot anticipation. I'm gonna take a swig of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this is the cure. Oh, oh man. Mm. Actually, it's not, not, not bad. Do you mind if I try a little bit? Mm. Yeah. No problem. Mm. This so, is very fun to listen to, guys. I know. I'm sorry, we're, we're not being more. <laughs> I, I kind think of we were both for a second. second there. there we go. Hey, that's happy birthday, Dylan. <laughs> Fuck me. Sorry for this, <laughs> the audio silence for a moment there, guys. It was just we were so caught up in uh, uh, it not being, but it almost being midnight. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm 23. What the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy. So last week with 22, and now first week as a 23. Mmm. I can already feel people not liking me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. 
I mean, this is our shortest podcast yet. We absolutely flew through that. Oh, That's man, we've got 42 minutes. Wow, yeah. We could just fly th- through that. Jeez. I think I had a question that I didn't ask speedy, you. Speedy, speedy, speedy. Go, go a little back. So, uh-huh. uh, one quote I liked was uh, when Lisa tells Marge that, uh, 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 who, who, sorry, yeah, Lisa tells Marge, like, who she's doing the uh, report on. Mm. And then Marge goes, that Coke bottle with teeth? That Coke bottle. Oh, yeah, Paul's yeah. John bring a Coke bring bottle drink, with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she puts, she puts the glasses to her eyes, Lisa, like, trying yeah, to yeah. describe then who... <laughs> Floyven, Gloyven, Gloyven. He goes like Floyven, Gloyven. <laughs> yeah. That's do you, funny. Do you think John Frink is more like Rick Sanchez or Doc Brown? Doc Brown, I think. Do- definitely. definitely Doc Brown. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. Doc Brown, yeah. Um, okay, I have a Doc Brown and Professor Farnsworth. Professor... Doc Brown, Professor, so we're, we're diverting away from The Simpsons Between, now. Between which two? Um, Doc Brown, or oh, which which is more like Frank? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually still still say I still yeah. say Doc He's Brown. Yeah, been for Doc Brown actually. Uh, yeah, I feel yeah. Like they've got the same fun fact actually. In the um, how do you mention it? In the Simpsons ride in Universal Studios, which I've been on, it's an absolute joy. Um. As you're going on the ride, you have all these little clips that play, like, in the queue. Yeah. All these little clips that play. And one of them is, um... <laughs> so, the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios used to be a Back to the Future ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's, there's a little clip where it's, like, um, Doc Brown in the Simpsons world, like, and he's voiced by <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. And he's like, we gotta go back in time and stop them from changing that ride, Marty! <laughs> and then, they're, they're, like, on their lorry about to go back in time, and then Frank crashes into them That's with so his time good. machine. <laughs> 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 it's fantastic. It's probably, it's probably available on YouTube or something if anyone wants to see it, but um, literally, they have interacted with each other. That's so good. So, yeah. He killed them. <laughs> he killed them, yeah. And I can't remember if he kills them or if he just crashes into them. I think they had, like, a little exchange with each other yeah yeah freaking not brown i can't quite remember it but i remember being very delighted by it because this is my favorite show and back in the future would be one of my favorite films so yeah (laughs) brought me a lot of joy i've also a question for you i was looking at uh the fact that there's the simpsons writer called john frank who the name is taken from okay yeah but they named he he arrived in the show before john frank wrote on the show Oh really? I yeah, I, so I know nothing about that. I couldn't. Th- even I couldn't pretend. find anything <laughs> about that connection. It's always it, it it always just clearly says was named after this uh, uh, writer. Yeah. But he did. But also that he didn't join the cast until later. So maybe he had a friend on the writing staff or something beforehand, and then and became a writer himself yeah. in later years. And they yeah. Just thought his name sounded like that of a that could a be a thing. Scientist. It could also be a thing that he wasn't named after John Fring, and that's just a coincidence. And people are making this up because it seems like a real piece of trivia. Do you know Definitely, what I mean? Yeah. But I know it's also a thing that there's that a writer. Yeah, his writer in the show called Jay Stewart Burns, who I don't think came into like the 14th or 15th season. But I saw like him doing a Q and A before where one of them asks, like, "Is he named after Mr. Burns?" And he said, "People always ask me this." I. <laughs> I didn't write in the show until the 15th season. That character existed long before anyone knew who I was. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Because I, I would have thought that that's like... And it still is the most likely conclusion, okay? Mm. But it, it's just I have read it in multiple uh, uh, different sources now. Yeah. But it's yeah. still the most likely conclusion. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I, I I couldn't pretend for a second I know anything about that because I genuinely don't. But uh, it's interesting. Mm. Is that all the questions you have for me? I don't know. Let me, uh, they mentioned James Chadwick at one point. James Chadwick. Because he says, uh, that was like a uh, always scientist. in Albert Einstein, never in James oh, Chadwick yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, she goes, who's James Chadwick? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is my, is, is, are you asking if I know who he is? I have no No, I just, I'm looking through my notes what, what, what like, uh, didn't get didn't I preferred get not knowing who he was. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, uh, you don't want me to tell you? Oh, yeah, no, do, do. So he was a British physicist, okay, okay. who discovered the neutron. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck James Chadwick. Fuck James Chadwick, man. <laughs> no Albert Einstein for me. Yeah, man. <laughs> and a uh, final question. Uh, you been working on any invent- inventions recently? Don't... Any inventions? I suppose yeah. creativity is an invention of its own, isn't it? my goodness. I'm always working on scripts and stuff like that. But no, nothing that could potentially make me a billionaire, no. <laughs> well, don't say that, you know. You never know. You could you could sell it for a billion bucks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe make, make, that, make that deal. Mm. I have a question for you, Brendan, before we wrap this up. What's the name of the episode that we reviewed uh, t- <laughs> two weeks ago? <laughs> two yes! weeks ago. Two weeks ago. It is. Um, just give me a second. 
I'm not gonna stutter. It is hail to the teeth. Damn it. Boom. Damn it. Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> you ruined my birthday. <laughs> I was hoping we get another offer. You wasted, your birthday. Ah, you wasted damn your birthday wish on. Ah, damn. Oh, what's the name of that episode? <laughs> That was the most frustrating uh, Alzheimer's moment I've ever experienced. <laughs> it was a week. It was a week prior. Oh, it was beautiful. And you then said the wrong episode. It was, uh, it was everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby, it's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> so happy with myself. <laughs> no, but it was worse than that. I couldn't remember what the episode you was about. I, I, I just thought... It, it made it so much fun for me. Because I just thought you wouldn't remember the name of the episode. I didn't think you'd re- you wouldn't remember what the episode was. <laughs> you didn't even remember what the episode was. So... You filled my hair with so much joy. <laughs> it's funny. This is like a terrible thing to say, but my memory is so bad sometimes that one of my biggest fears is that it's like, like, like that I might one day have, uh, you know, you know, like, like Alzheimer's or some sort of like a, a, a destructive brain, brain uh, disease or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rational fear. You do have a shit memory. Like I do have an awful wrong. memory. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I thought is that I, you know, I'd, I'd leave myself, I'd make some, you know, future letters and stuff to myself. And I just own it. <laughs> God, that's really tragic. It's like yeah. something you can see in a movie. That's what I was thinking. Somebody developing Alzheimer's, like writing letters to themselves. That is literally but, a, an Oscar darling right okay, there. Yeah, but all right, this is. But my in my version, they write them so well that they're basically like a superhero. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, like they write them and they can you know read it and just you know mm. it gets them into the zone, the mindset that they want. Because their whole uh, mind is you know. Yeah, um, wouldn't you say that everyone with Alzheimer's is a hero? <laughs> no, it's putting you in the hot seat there because they're not. But <laughs> but you wouldn't say Dylan. they're not. <laughs> oh, we lost that sponsorship anyway. We lost that. Oh no! Sorry, right, you can just call back. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, I think that's the. Oh, we're not no. I think we'll leave on that note, yeah. I think that's all I have to say, really. Thank you guys for always just listening, and uh, tune into the next one, where I promise you I will be 23 for the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry to let you guys down <laughs> by turning a different age in the middle. By aging. I age in, over the course of this podcast. Yeah. You know, see if you can uh, rewind over the, the, the audio of Dylan and see if you can check the difference. Mm-hmm. In his, you know, in yeah, his, my voice got deeper. Kinda, yeah, the moment after you said twelve o'clock, I was like, "Because I did." Oh, really? I'm twenty three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I age during this uh, podcast, and some people would say, "Well, I age too." <laughs> Sandler Waldorf or something would say that. <laughs> we need to get a couple of hecklers on the show. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that heckle us as we're reviewing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would make the whole uh, uh, like. Uh, Show just unintelligible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this scene. Get on with the next Get joke. The- <laughs> I'm just analyzing what actually happens in the scene first. Yeah. Next joke now. Like, oh. No one has any idea what happens in these episodes because we don't get to explain them. Yeah, we're just getting really upset. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye.